This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. When your kids are little, parents obsess over feeding and sleeping and dealing with tantrums. But as they get older, parents get more concerned about things like technology and trying to help kids navigate the tricky world of sex and relationships. Children start asking difficult questions. Technology poses new challenges. Christian sexologist Dr. Patricia Werrakeen has been helping parents teach their kids about sex in a way that is both scientific scientifically informed, but also biblically based. Her new book is called Talking Sex by the Book, giving kids a Bible-based view of identity, relationships and sexuality. Welcome to the show, Dr. Pat. Good to have you with us. Great to be back with you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, you you keep telling me you're retired, but um, how many books have you written about sex now? You don't seem to be slowing down I lose track. Well, there's Teen Sex by the Book for 15 plus. Then there was Growing Up by the Book, which was for 10 to 14s. And then Birds and Bees, which was for the primary schoolers. And now we have Talking Sex by the Book, which is for parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and carers and youth workers, everyone who's interested in talking to their kids about sex. Look, something I know you're passionate about is that we need to talk to our kids about these things. Why do you think parents need to be better informed about how to talk to our kids about how the Bible views sex and relationships? You know, Katrina, the important thing is that parents and grandparents, all of us, the whole church really needs to take charge of speaking to our children and in fact, role modeling to them what good sex, good intimacy is. Because you see, we often speak and convey more about sex when we don't speak about it, Mm. because then it becomes something shameful and hidden. But when we speak about it and we give children that beautiful, God-focused, biblical, positive view about sex and relationships and the beauty of one man, one woman in marriage, then it gives them a vision that is above that which culture can give them. And then they are not afraid to be out and proud for Jesus, which is what I challenge teenagers to be. What are some of the most common questions, concerns and issues that you hear about from parents today? Oh, so many that it's even hard to say which ones. But the big anxiety now Well, I would say there's three main anxiety points. Mm -hmm. One is pornography, because sadly, porn, the devious porn, has become a sex educator for our children. The the first average age of first porn exposure is about 10 years and going down in Australia. So our children are being exposed to porn at younger and younger ages. And if we don't get in before that, that is before, meaning primary school, and educate them, pornography will become their educator. So that's one big worry. Another big anxiety point, of course, is the cyber world. Hmm. And all the messages that are being given to our children on the cyber world, which influences identity and self-esteem and all this comparator culture. The third and really rising issue is the fluid fluidity of sex and gender, the whole gender 
fluidity and the challenge that our children are facing now. And parents are terrified about that because they didn't grow up in that world. Hmm. I'm speaking with Dr. Patricia Warrakoon. You might know her as Dr. Pat. She's on YouTube now. Her new book is called Talking Sex by the Book, Giving Kids a Bible-Based View of Identity, Relationships and Sexuality. Uh, Dr. Pat, I'm very interested that you've already touched on this issue of you know gender identity and sexual orientation. Kids today seem to be very quick to want to label themselves and their friends from a very young age, like before they've really experienced anything of life and relationships. What are some helpful ways to talk to kids, firstly, about you know gender identity and gender fluidity? The important thing, even before you start tackling gender identity fluidity at a very early age, is to give children a good positive view of their own body, the created goodness of body. Now, for all you Christians listening, Take them right to Genesis, how God created man, woman, male and female. And then God looks at male and female and he says, this is very good. It was exciting to see the difference between male and female. Take them there. Take them to uh, passages like 1 Corinthians 6, where he talks about your body is the home of the Holy Spirit. Your body is part of Jesus' body. Honor God with your body. So your body is made special to be honored. Take them to Psalm 139. We talk about all this and in our book and says how you are knit in your mother's womb. If mommy and daddy were having sex, but God knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. So Teach them first that the body is created good. Secondly, teach them that puberty and changes of puberty are good and positive things because these are the things that drive children, the natural angst of maybe not liking something in their body. That's the first thing. The second thing is to talk to them early and protect them against what we call social contagion. This plethora of information on social media that challenges them to, you know, examine themselves. You are whatever you feel like. You are not what you're created. You can decide whatever you. So teach them the wisdom to be able to be discerning about what they hear or see on the internet, what they get on social media, what they hear from their friends. So that's the important thing to do first. Then, and we go through this in all our books, even from the baby books, as we call it, The Birds and Bees, which has one little book called Speak, talking about gender, mm-hmm. understanding gender. And Teach them that, you know, in our world today, God created things well, but, you know, everything is a little messed up. So there are people who are different to you. But we all, this does not mean there is us and them. We love everybody. We are friends with everybody. But teach them to understand that their identity is in Jesus. They don't have to look to an identity in their sexual behavior or in their gender. So give them a firm identity, but teach them to love and understand that they will meet others who are different to them. Mm. Beyond that, you have to go into details and all I can say is read the books, including (laughs) 
Talking Sex by the book, which covers the whole gender issue in fair detail. The kids today also have a lot of information about, for example, sexual orientation and attraction at their fingertips. But they don't necessarily understand the differences, you know, between desire, love and intimacy. And in real life, adults know these things can blur into each other and they progress in different ways as the relationship progresses. What do we need to teach them about the difference between desire, love and intimacy and how they interact? And it's interesting that you say adults understand. Nope, most adults don't because I need often find that I have to go down to real basics and talk about desire being this feeling of wanting sex. And you've got a feeling of wanting sex driven by this hormone testosterone. And, you know, children want when you reach puberty, you get feeling, oh, sex. And some will be like, oh, sex, where can I get it? And others are like, yeah, sex, if I trip over it in the car park, I might notice it. So it's okay. It varies between people. But the important thing is it's a wanting and you need to understand that but in a culture that says if you desire anything it's not a want it's a need and a right to have whatever you desire that's where parents need to firstly understand for themselves because many adults don't understand that cultural critique that desire is created by God. I mean, in the Garden of Eden, Katrina, you remember what happened when Adam saw Eve? It was like, oh, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, the most beautiful girl I've seen. Of course, he hadn't seen another one. But that beautiful desire, Song of Songs, sings to the desire of man and woman in marriage. So God created desire. So desire is a good thing. But God also, Jesus said that if you lust after someone in your mind, you might as well be having sex with them. So desire is a good thing. But when it turns into desiring something that is out of God's good plan and pattern of one woman, one man in marriage, then it becomes lust. So we need to explain this. And it's very important that kids understand this early because lust is what drives pornography. So if you lust, if you're longing for that deviant sex, you begin to enjoy and want to watch porn. So it's it's a feeling. Falling in love, ah, falling in love for all of you who are in love and have been in love and married. It's again a very strong, again, emotion driven by different chemicals, dopamine. But we need to understand it's a strong emotion. In Song of Songs, the woman says it's like a blazing fire. Falling in love is a powerful emotion. But again, it's an emotion. And emotions are powerful, but both feelings and emotions are transient. They're in the brain. We need to be understand it ourselves and then teach our children that the important thing is the actions that we follow them. So we need to feel a desire. We need to learn self-control. We need to teach our children self-control. And this is covered in all the books. We feel the emotions of falling in love. Yes, dopamine goes all over your brain, basically makes you dopey. Falling in love is the dopiest thing you will ever do. But the reality is you don't stay dopey. Once you married, the dopiness has to develop into the action of continued loving your spouse. And we need to talk to our children. We need as husband and wife to role model this 
other focus sacrificial loving that keeps a couple together because you talked about intimacy the important thing to land here for our children is that sexual intimacy is a binding act the bible calls it a naked and no shame one flesh even jesus in matthew 19 when asked about divorce of all things pointed right back to genesis and talked about one flesh and the apostle paul talks about that one flesh now when you have sexual intimacy not just intercourse any form of intimacy you bind at a brain level different chemicals of oxytocin vasopressin like a super glue bonding we need to talk to our children about this that there is nothing called casual sex sex is never casual you bind to the person we are created not for the temporary high of casual intercourse or intimacy we are created for the long term one woman one man naked no shame one flesh bond of marriage and sex is like the sacrament that forms that sort of super glue bonding Well, I mean, obviously these are conversations we can have, you know, with our children really starting from a young age until they do start to reach the teen years. But I think there is a bit of a game changer when our kids are actually old enough to date and when we want to actually start really talking to them and getting them thinking about, you know, physical boundaries. I mean, I, I suppose teens don't really want to talk to their parents about that. They probably find that rather embarrassing what do you do you have any advice for how to kind of broach that if you have a teen that's actually old enough to start dating and and they're actually starting to see someone well the important thing is what you said you know teens sometimes don't want to talk to their parents now for those of you who have younger children what i would advise is it's so important that you start talking to them early because once you start talking to them early and maybe using some of our books and read with them then you become the safe place they can come to for anything whether it be porn or whether it be a gender issue or whether it be I'm going out on a date or you know I've been on a date and something happened and I'd like to talk about it they can come to you you are the safe place So please do that first. Establish yourself, mom, dad, auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa as the safe place. Now, having done that, it is important for you to start the conversation once your kids reach that stage when you think that they may be interested in going out on one-to-one relationship. couple of really important things you need to be doing and that is before waiting till they play, start playing the dating game discuss intimacy that there are levels of intimacy that there is friendship intimacy which is a good thing you know in our culture which our kids are growing up in they don't quite understand our culture the especially teen culture doesn't understand non sexual intimacy We need to talk to our children about friendship, about non-sexual intimacy between two boys, two girls, boy girl. That's friendship. You don't have to label it as something sexual or any gender label. So we need to talk about that. Then we need to talk about emotional intimacy. How far do you go in terms of 
showing your inner self to another person. And this is important because it's not just when you're talking to each other. Much of our dating in our young people is not done face to face. It's done on texting and sadly sometimes sexting and sending pictures to each other. That is their form of dating. So we we didn't grow up. I mean, many parents today forget the 73-year-old sexologist, but many young parents today, you didn't grow up in that era of using texting messages. Mm -hmm. But today's kids, that is their form of dating. I mean, I have talked to young people who say you'd like someone first you sort of check out all their feeds and their Facebook and their Instagram and their Snapchat. Then you sort of ask, uh, find out from other people whether they have a significant other. Then you send them a message and then you start chatting and then you get on to phones texting and then maybe send a nude or something and after that you meet face to face so there is a whole different way of establishing intimacy so you need to talk about how much of intimacy are you sharing online and then face to face don't just assume everything is face to face talk to them again about honoring their body so pull back pull back and rather saying do this don't do that which is then legalistic pull back and talk about your body is precious so that person's body is precious now remember that you have to honor your body honor that person's body now talk about how what does it mean to honor your body and honor the other go and talk about discuss what it means to be sexually aroused Talk, we talked about desire and love and how these are powerful emotions. Talk to them about that. But talk to them about something else. Talk to them about what happens in the body when when you're sexually aroused. When you reach your puberty and beyond, you can get turned on with a snap of the finger. So talk to them about how that feeling of arousal for boys, you know, if your mom, you're anxious, tell dad to do the chat about getting erections and ejaculations. You need to talk to them about that. And that's how the body gets aroused. Girls, you don't have anything so obvious. But mom, you know what it feels like to be aroused. Talk to your daughter about that and teach them that that's like an amber light that says, take care. Don't go any further because you could get out of control when you keep so it's not about setting clear you know this is how far you go but recognize your body know when to draw back and honor your body honor the other person's body you don't ask the other person to do something or to send a nude because that's not honoring that being done you can give practical pointers like be accountable to someone on your actions don't be alone together, you know, where you're in the, in the car or in a room with the door shut. So you can give them practical things. But more important is that heart understanding that you want to protect and honor your body and honor the partner's body. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's been great catching up with you. It's been wonderful to be with you again, Katrina. Anytime I'm happy to come and talk more sex with you. <laughs> I've been speaking with Dr. Patricia Werrikoon. She is a Christian sexologist. Her new book is called Talking Sex by the Book, giving kids a Bible-based view of identity, relationships and sexuality. You can find Patricia on YouTube as 
Dr. Pat. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.